When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson, and it is, well, it's not Christmas Eve, but it's, Christ, it's Christmas EVV. EVV, right. They're or playing EV, on EVV. Yeah, EVV. Yeah, they play yeah. on EVV, which is tomorrow. <laughs> it's just tomorrow. Right. Uh, Steelers, happy holidays, all. Yeah, happy holidays. Steelers hosting the Bengals. Uh, Bengals at 8-6. and six. The Steelers at 7-7. Seven and seven. That's a 4-30 game at Acrisure Stadium, and uh, that will be the final game of the 2023 season. Yeah, right. At Acre right. Stadium. Stadium. Thinking about going. It's your last shot. Yeah. Um, just, uh, you know, looking at this game, um, we've talked about it all week long. I, I think, you know, with the Steelers, uh, you need you need to get a good mistake-free game out mm-hmm. of Mason Rudolph in this game to have a chance to win um, because your defense isn't going to be able to necessarily bail you out of this one. No. I mean, I, I feel the same way that especially defensively, I'm really looking forward to the Porter-Higgins battle, and I think at worst that'll be a draw. I mean, I, I think that Porter will do yeoman's work against them. I also think the Steelers' defensive front, which we haven't talked about enough, is better than the Bengals' yeah. big men. I mean, it just is, and they need to have a great, great game. Now, the rest of the Bengals, not mentioned there, you know, I mean, there are other four dudes that will be on the field, I don't think are phenomenal, but they still have such good matchups, you know. Yeah. I mean, that they've been spreading the ball so much that if I assume they'll take that same approach to this game, target 10, 11, 12 guys again, and more or less not even important who. It's just who's on the other side. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's going to be problematic for the Steelers, and hopefully they can deflect some of those balls or tip passes, things like that, and you know, pick them off a few times. So I'm looking here at ESPN's preview of the game. Okay. And they have their little bold prediction in there. And the bold prediction from Ben Baby, who covers the, the Bengals for, oh, is it? I'm not familiar. The ba- for, for Cincinnati, or for ESPN. He's ESPN's beat report. Okay. His bold prediction is that T. Higgins will have at least 150 yards receiving with Jamar Chase out because the, the Steelers are down safeties, Minka Fitzpatrick and DeMonte KZ. Mm-hmm. I think he's out of his mind. See, I've seen <laughs> – it's been a good good week for me, actually, of looking at all the different fantasy sites I've looked at. Some will be like, boy, thou of T. Higgins because Jamar Chase is out and he gets X amount more targets whenever you know Chase is out. Have and, at it. it. Right, and the Steelers <laughs> outside you know, are allowing X production to wide receivers. And then you look at other sites, like this site is a little more tuned in. Bad matchup this week because Porter, you know, like, I mean, we know the answer to that, but I would not be super excited to use Higgins for DFS or anything like that. This would be like, so if I'm Mike Tomlin, I treat this game like I do. I run a box on one, basically, if I'm if I'm coaching in basketball Mm -hmm. terms here, when when T Higgins comes out onto the field for warmups. He should be wearing Joey Porter. Joey yeah. Porter should pick him up when he walks out of the tunnel for warm-ups. Yeah. And just stay on. You just you got him all day long. I don't care where he goes. Yep. 
he's wearing a 24 jersey on him the entire time. Which is a huge compliment to the rookie, you know, yeah. too. Is, this is a high-end receiver with or without Chase. We need you, young pup, and you've proven that you can handle it. You got him, and we're not going to give you much help either. Yeah. we got to help everybody yeah, else we can't. in the middle we, of the we field. We really can't. And, right, and we got to help the safeties and linebackers and – you know, very coverages in the middle. Hopefully the young quarterbacks, you know, we can cloud his vision or make him hold the ball a pulse longer for TJ and Highsmith and those guys to get home. So, Joey, you're on your own. Yeah, I just think that, and to me, Higgins is a great matchup for Porter. I think so, too. I mean, just stylistically. Stylistically, yeah, because yeah, he's a big receiver, contested catch, guy. contested catch guy. He's not gonna, he's not a a, a beat you over the top guy necessarily. No, no. I mean, he could go up and pluck it on your yeah, head. But, he can I mean, do that, no doubt. But no, I think he is too. I think that uh, he's he, Porter's proven to be able more than capable against any style. But I would much rather him line up, especially in the, if this if we're if we're correct about this is hey, you're on your own in a Higgins type receiver. Than a jitterbug guy, yeah. you know. I mean, a smaller Tyreek Hill, of course. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was going to say him, but he's kind of that's everybody. Nobody, yeah, that's, yeah, that's uh, everybody. Exclusive there, but no, the style receiver makes sense for Porter. Yeah, I'm, I just, I, you know, I, I think when you look at it, does, does that mean Higgins isn't going to catch some balls? No, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But oh, he will. Yeah, he, yeah. he's going to catch balls, but I, I just wonder, you know, if. In this instance, like Burrow, we saw it in in the past, uh, in the first game. There was one time where Browning threw the ball down the sideline. It was a sideline catch. Porter was in great coverage. Yeah. And Chase just made the play. He's made a play. Yeah. He just made a play. Is Browning is is apt to do that as Burrow is? Along those lines, the question I was going to ask you is: Do you think? The Bengals coaching staff, Browning, et cetera, are game planning right now that we're going to get T the ball 12 to 14 targets in this game. Well, I, think or, they're, I think they try to do that. Because or is it just we're just going to throw it to linebackers and safeties all day? You could. You know I, I, I mean? think you try to do both, but I think when you need the chunk, particularly on third downs, if it's third and long, yeah. you're looking for Higgins. In red zone. Yeah, yeah. red it, zone in those in those weighty situations. Right. I think to, He's to just move, so much better than yeah. their other pass catchers right now, too. To move the football – down to down, I think you you look to some of those other guys. Crosser, when it's crossers third, out of the yeah. slot or yeah. your tight ends in the middle of the field, that type of thing. Yeah. No, I, I, it makes perfect sense. I think when it's third and seven, you're going to Higgins. Yeah. Or run play action, we're going to take a shot over the top. Or, you know, need this play. Place is going crazy. They just played Renegade. It's third and two, and we got to complete a pass. We're going to our best guy, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it, is it crazy to think... Like I, I've, I, to, I'll pull back the curtains here a little bit. I've already sent in my my uh, my three guarantees for tomorrow's oh, cool. pregame show, and two of them involve tight ends for each team. Ah, <laughs> I can see why you'd be going that way. Uh, that makes perfect sense. I mean, the Steelers' production allowed to the tight end position has been really poor lately. We know that it's been yeah. really, really high. Everyone watched what Fryermuth did to their group. Just a few weeks ago, everybody's done that, and to, everyone's doing yeah. it to them since all season long. All season long, <laughs> yeah, right? This right. Is, yeah. This has not been a recent thing. The, no, the Bengals haven't covered a tight end all season. All season, 
which is remarkable to me. With yeah. the with the players that they have. Yeah. I, I know they have two new safeties, but that's not excused. I mean, Dax Hill's not bad. You know, no, right? and your linebackers are, you know, people talk about They're good about, players. They're yeah. paying them, too. Yeah, you, those, those guys are some of the best in the league. But the way that they play defense, and the, the, it's it's been that way forever. I mean, Heath Miller used to have big games against the, the, the Bengals okay. because they play that, all right, we're going to play cover two and let you throw the ball mm-hmm. underneath. And, There's... There's voids in the gap. Yeah, Heath Miller will have 10 catches for 100 yards, but we don't think that'll beat us. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do think that is definitely some of it, without question. Without question. The problem for the Bengals is, at times this year, the tight ends have beaten them. Oh, yeah. They've been tearing them up. So I'm guessing two of your keys aren't tight ends are going to be non-existent on the score score sheet. It could be a big big day for anybody with a TE next to his name. Could be. Could be. (laughs) Do you think Steelers also see a lot of – 13 personnel yeah the both these teams really live in 11 but the first game against the Bengals the Steelers lived in 13 that's what I was gonna say is and I could see Cincy I'd have to study their last couple games but I bet they're drifting towards 12 more because they're getting a lot of their tight ends involved it's just a a big rotation well especially this week when you're down chase exactly that's where I was going with it if chase is out and you're rotating in four tight ends and that's how teams are attacking the Steelers anyway and you don't want them to sub their linebackers and safeties out uh, maybe they get out of their comfort zone maybe we see bet less 11 from both teams in this game would make some sense to me yeah I mean you know if you look at what is Cincinnati's um their, their depth chart here right now I mean mm-hmm. there's they're still they're a little banged up at cornerback too yeah, they are. I mean, you know, it's it's a woozy a, and and then it's it, you know you're starting Taylor Britt's out, right? Yeah, Taylor yeah. Britt is out. Uh, you're still you're starting DJ Turner. Mm-hmm. Um, Sidney Jones is is like your your third guy, and then Mike Hilton. Yeah, like Jones is a journeyman. At this yeah, point, too. that's and, what yeah. they are. Yeah. And so you're, it's a woozy a and Turner as the, as the starters. Mm-hmm. I don't fear necessarily fear getting them. They're okay. In, in yeah, those I mean, situations. Right. If but if you can keep Mike Hilton off the field. Yeah, that doesn't bother me as much. I mean, if, so to maybe more twelve, more heavier, more twelve right, and thirteen right. to, to keep him off there because we all know about him. He's an excellent blitzer. That's what he yeah, does. Oh, he is. Yeah, and, good and, and can really blow up some run plays as well. It's not just blitzing to get sacks. It's blitzing and stopping running backs from. And I, I just wonder if you you keep them in those in that base package again yeah. just to, to keep. Hilton standing on the sidelines. Yeah, it makes he might a lot be of their best run stopper. He'd certainly, <laughs> pound for pound, or you know, big plays or behind the line of scrimmage, things like that. Yeah, I'm curious, what's their D tackle rotation look like with Reader out? I know Hill's going to be. You got BJ Hill and Zach Carter as the starters. Zach Carter, okay, yeah. he's the, the Florida dude. He's smaller though. I mean, I remember yeah. when he came out of school. He was like 270. I mean, he looked like a big power end. So I wonder where the beef is in the middle for them. Yeah, they they just don't have it, and yeah, that's part of yeah. the problem. And and even you know as 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 much as I like the linebackers, mm-hmm. you know Pratt and Wilson aren't the biggest guys. No, no, Pratt's a safety turned linebacker, yeah. and Wilson's not huge either. Yeah, you know? right. I mean, he's two forty ish. Yeah, you know? uh, it. I'm still baffled by this, and you can rinse repeat what we talked about leading into Week Twelve too. Is like statistically this defense there aren't many worse and i don't even know what they're good at i mean yes they cause turnovers they have pretty good pass rush but their numbers against the run are horrendous their numbers against tight ends are horrendous they allow a lot of production to outside the numbers receivers too 
that doesn't leave much to be good at. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Other and than the turnovers. Other than the turnovers yeah. and some, you know, Hendrickson with his sacks and they rushed the passer pretty well. So uh, that doesn't add up to me. Like when Arizona came to town, I'm like, oh, they're terrible. They don't have any good yeah. players. You know, these guys. There it, are players here, but they're, yeah. it, the, the, the sum of the parts is not, not there at all this year. Yeah. I I don't get it either. And, and yet, you know, when, when the coaching cycle started around here, you know, the big name that you'll hear, well, Lou Anaroma, he's done great things with that Bengals defense. Yeah. Well, has that's going to quiet down this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, he, has he? Right. Not this year. He has not. No, I don't, I don't think so either. And, uh, you know, if they were if they were playing defensively at the level that they played at the previous couple of seasons, oh, they, they would. I mean, the be Bengals fear, would be in a yeah. much yeah much better spot right now. I'm sure they have two or three more wins. I mean, it, the, I, I thought the bang the defense was a constant. Like this is going to be somewhere between the eighth and twelfth best defense in the league, something like that. Yeah, and like that. Yeah, they'll be fine. You know, I mean, but it hasn't been at all. It's right at the bottom. Yeah, and they can't use you know some of the injuries now. Now they're starting to get some of mm-hmm. the attrition. But before this, no, they haven't been hit that hard. They yeah, they were they were pretty. Uh, this is what they lined up with for mm-hmm. the most part of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're gonna have to. It, uh, we don't need to talk Bengals off season too much, but this is gonna be a weird off season for them. You would think that the the defense would be pretty close to in place, but I don't know where you try to upgrade. You did draft Murphy in the first round this past year. Um, you know, Hill's going to be more of a, a foundational player. Like, I don't look at any of their positions and be like, well, if they only had a middle linebacker, everything would yeah, be Yeah, everything else would fall into place. I don't see it that way. I mean, I would still think it's probably a heavy offensive uh, offseason for them, but I'd be scared to run this group back considering how bad it's been this yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, maybe you know some of that's youth. They're very young mm-hmm. on the back end other than a woozy. That's true. That's true. They've drafted a lot of defensive backs the last two years. Yeah. But- Turner and, yeah. And Reader's a free agent. And Reader's a free agent, yeah. yeah. We'll see what life without him is. Yeah. I I, I think this, it's some definitely something that the Steelers can exploit. Agreed. Now, if you're if you're Cincinnati, looking at this, do you think, well, we can't let them run on us like we did the last time, put everybody up in a box and say, Mason Rudolph, beat us. I think I assume that's what they're going to do. Yeah. 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 I mean, especially with the, what they'll say of the third-string quarterback, you know, if he beats us, so be it. I can live with that. I can sleep at night, you know. No, he is two and zero as a starter against the Bengals. Yeah, and I do think Pickens and Johnson and Fryermuth, to your point, all have matchups you should go after. I mean, yeah, if you're going to leave those guys singled up and and dare them to throw over the top, yeah, take shots. Okay, take shots. Yeah, take some shots. A bunch of people near the line of scrimmage, take shots. Yeah. Now the Steelers' offensive line does have to play better than it did last week against Indianapolis, without question. I, I, I thought it was their worst game as a line probably all year. I mean, maybe I'd have to go back and watch San Francisco or, you know, yeah. real early stuff. But uh, I, I thought their protection was really Certainly bad. in recent memory. In recent memory, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just when I thought, you know, everyone knows that Steelers have not put a lot of points on the board. But I had thought the last couple games, even though they lost to teams that, quote, they should have beat, like, it wasn't the O-line's fault. Yeah. I mean, they weren't moving bodies against the Patriots, but I thought the protection was Nobody good. does. Nobody yeah. does. I mean, I, I didn't hold that against them. I thought the line was rounding into shape, and then it took a big step backwards last week. Get back to how you were playing, you know? Yeah. If they can do that, the Steelers will have a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, should be an interesting game. I'm, I'm fascinated to see how this works out because Cincinnati's last loss came against the Steelers, yeah. and the Steelers' last win came against Cincinnati. I do not think that Jake Browning is the second coming no. of anybody here. No, I don't um, either. You know, the, you see all these stats out there. It's, it's, you know, the fifth best passer rating through his first four games in his in, in NFL history. Like, yeah. 
the numbers he's are not that guy. He's not that guy, right? He's not the next Purdy, you know, yeah. or, you know, come out of nowhere guy. So yes, they did one three in a row, and I give them all the credit in the world. They have found ways to win. They weren't the better team against Minnesota. No, they were not. <laughs> and we've talked about this, but Mike Pursuit and I talked about it a lot last night. You know, he Mike always focuses on that game. He's like, I yeah. don't watch the last four. I always watch that one. He's like, I don't know how Cincinnati won that game. I mean, the terrible interception. That the Vikings they, kept turning the ball over in the red zone. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, the ter- terrible interception that the Vikings quarterback threw, which is as bad a one as you'll ever oh, see. I mean, because it, it's threw three points away to, for one thing. <laughs> And they got some bounces, and Higgins made a tremendous touchdown yeah. play, you know. But they weren't the better team against the Vikes. No, I don't. I don't think so either. So uh, we'll see. Uh, that's why they play the games. Yeah. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Hey, Steeler fans, gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats, or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops. They're located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tanger Outlets, or you can visit at online at shop.steelers.com. And, uh, Matt, uh, I-, I sent this to you last night. It was in my five for Friday here, and I wanted to talk about this a little bit. Uh, with the Steelers sitting at 7-7 seven and seven right now, yeah, with three games remaining after being at 7-3 and three just a few, or 7-4 seven and, seven and four. Seven and four yeah. a few weeks ago, uh, They've now brought into play that that you know the whole thing with the with the winning seasons or non losing seasons. Yes, um, which is, is much more difficult to do now. Well, the question, <laughs> with, with, extra with, game, an extra game, things, right? The math of it. Uh, so it's the third longest streak, eighteen seasons in NFL history. Okay, I didn't realize it was that high. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the two teams that are ahead of them, you had the Patriots with nineteen seasons that mm-hmm. just ended a couple of years ago. And then you have 20 seasons of the Dallas Cowboys from 1965 through 1985. Okay. Interesting. Like the, the whole Landry era. Yeah. yeah basically yeah. The, the Landry era until the last three years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so if you look at how. Those, Hall of Fame coaches, by the way. Yeah. Belichick, Landry, you know, I mean, all time greats. Yeah. If, if you look at how these streaks break down, and, and you know, the Steelers in that period won two Super Bowls. Um, they of course lost the Super Bowl. Yeah, That's and they, three appearances. Yeah, they also lost in the AFC Championship twice. Okay, so five times in that eighteen years they advanced to their the final four team. Yeah, a final four team. Yeah, New England streak, and this is why everybody compares it to you know you compare it to New England because they were happening at basically the same time. Six Super Bowls, three Super Bowl losses, four losses in the camp conference championship game. Remarkable. I Which mean, is ridiculous. unheard of in NFL yeah. history. Yeah, right, I mean, right. it's it's the it's the greatest run in any really probably any sport. I would imagine. Yeah, you know, outside for, of UCLA, UCLA basketball. Okay. Um, yeah. you know. <laughs> I mean, even some of the great Bulls teams or yeah. Oiler teams didn't last. Didn't that last long, that long. Right, yeah, right. because Brady played until he was you know into mm-hmm. his forties. Which in some ways makes the Steelers streak even more respectable because in your conference was that going was on? that going yeah. on you did it within this at the same time period that that one was going mm-hmm. on i mean they were always in the playoffs together whether you faced them or not you know right dallas during its 20-year run won two super bowls okay only two only two they had uh they lost three super bowls so they went to five in that 20-year period yeah they lost in the conference championship uh Seven times in that 20-year run. Really? Seven times they yeah. lost in the conference championship. Times were different then, too. It and was. We'll get we'll, to that. We'll yeah, get to yeah. that. 
Uh, San Francisco owns the fourth longest streak. What were their years? Uh, it was 16. They went from 1983 through 1998. Okay. And so you're looking at, in that time period, the 49ers won four Super Bowls without losing any. Yeah. Um, two Walsh, Hall, two yeah, Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Sure, yeah. Uh, they did lose the conference championship five times. Wow. Sometimes to Dallas. Sometimes no, to no, Dallas. No, right, not in the same. They didn't overlap each yeah. other, but right. The fifth longest streak belongs to the Raiders, who went 15 seasons from 1965 through 1980 without a lo- without a losing season. Wow. Okay. But also happened to be during the time when, in their same conference, were the Steelers yeah. of the of the 70s for much of that. Definitely held period. them back yeah. in terms of you know. So the Raiders won two Super Bowls in a 15 year stretch. In a 15 year stretch, lost one. And then uh, advance to the seven conference championship games, hmm. many times losing to the Steelers. Yeah, that's right, right, right. Of course. <laughs> here's the here's the deal with this though. So if you look at these, new, put New England on its own. No, they're they're on their own pedestal. pedestal yeah. yeah, the others are all pretty similar. Yeah. Um, the, well, diff- the Niners had four Super Bowls, which is pretty. They had four Super Bowls. Right? Yeah, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks mm-hmm. spanning that that time period. Yeah. Um, but if you look at that. Most of those teams, for the for those teams, for the most part, even you know, if you look at New England, or I'm sorry, if you look at San Francisco, free agency didn't start until '93. That's the thing is, once you had a good team, you had a good team. You had a good team. Yeah. Your team was your team. Yeah, you're running it back year after year after year after year until those guys get old. And no one's plucking Lynn Swan off your team. No, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, if you look at those those teams, you know, two of these these streaks started in the '60s. Mm-hmm. There weren't as many teams. There wasn't many teams, right? And the bad teams stayed bad, and the good teams stayed good. Yeah, you know, like so it, uh, you know, if you won the Super Bowl back then, you're dra- you know, you were, well, we got the twenty fourth draft pick this year, you know, mm-hmm. and no one's stealing anyone off my roster. Nobody's and, taking anybody. You can, unless the unless you didn't want the guy anymore, he wasn't a part of your team. And Ken Stabler wasn't holding out, yeah. you know, demanding a trade. You know, things like that didn't happen either. I mean, they, the players didn't have the once you had them, you had them. And for know? for long periods of that, you played fewer games. True. So maybe injuries weren't as likely to derail your season. Like the, the Steelers had their one year where they lost everybody yeah. and still made the playoffs, though. You know, yeah. And still kept the streak alive, you know, a winning season type of streak alive. It's interesting. It, it yeah. just, it was, it's, I, you know, to to do this in this time period where. There's so much change. If you go, you go 10 and 6, you're probably drafting, you know, 25th. This year, in, in this in, era, in, yeah, in, yeah, 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 in this area, ten and seven. Well, you're whatever. definitely out. Yeah. Twenty or later, you're twenty or later every year. Mm-hmm. Free agency is going to pluck guys off your roster every year, so the roster changes. So you're always picking late. I mean, it's always pretty much over for every NFL team. It's basically a twenty percent turnover. Mm-hmm. Okay, so actually more than that because it's about twenty new guys. I should say every year on your roster. I mean, to, along those lines, we could do the research, but I know the answer. I'm sure a higher percentage in the 70s and 80s and probably even into the 90s of playoff teams year X went back the next year than they do now. You know, like a lot of teams like the Giants come from nowhere, have one good year this year and go to the playoffs. Like, because that's what the NFL wants. They don't want the bottom feeders to stay bottom feeders. Right. Where- you want. Everybody, the idea is to get everybody to eight and eight. Yeah, yeah. You know what that's we have. Why this the year. cap exists as it does, <laughs> yeah. and the bad teams get the early picks, et cetera, et cetera. So that's interesting. Real quick, I mean, people, this is like ancient NFL history almost, but early in the Landry era, 
people were really, really hard on the Cowboys. They can't win the big. Can't one. win the big. Yeah, one. I mean, like that. That was a big stigma for that team for like a decade. I mean, if people forget that. I mean, and the Packers were good then, and things like that too. I mean, that's pre-Steeler dominance. Yeah, I mean, so it it it's a remarkable run, and I'm, it, it's not over yet. No. And but it's threatened. It's threatened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. threatened in some previous years as well, and they've figured out ways to stay relevant. Mm-hmm. But things can go south on you quickly. Look at the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, I think things can go south on you much quicker now than those any of those other eras, for sure. Because, I mean, we've made, and it's not even a joke, but I, I it, it boggles my mind a little because I was five years old at the time. But, like, if the Steelers draft... Win the Super Bowl, or even if they don't, don't who cares where they land? But even this is probably true for the Niners in the 80s, too. Your first round pick probably doesn't even start. (laughs) You know, like we don't even need that guy. You know, like I'm going to draft. Especially if you're picking him in the 20s. You're picking him in the 20s. But nowadays, I mean, any first rounder is going to play a lot. Because of the attrition that you have from free agency. Yeah. And there's more teams out there. Boy, I'm excited I got drafted by the Steelers. Maybe we'll win Super Bowls, but I may not even play. I mean, if, the, if <laughs> there know? had been free agency in the 70s. Oh. I, I mean, think that, about... Those Steeler teams don't win four Super Bowls. No chance. I mean, think about the Swan, Stallworth, Webby draft class. Like, they'd all be free agents the At same the same time. Yeah, right. Yeah. We'll put the fifth-year option on Swanee, but uh, we're going to make some tough decisions I mean, here, Maybe folks, we could franchise Webster, Webby or but something. yeah. Right, right. But, but then, I, there goes Lambert. You know, right. <laughs> Definitely can't keep Stallworth if we franchise Swan, so we have to draft a receiver in the first round next year, and he has to play. You yeah. Know, and he's a 28th pick or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It, it's just such a different era, and, and so I, I think, you know, I don't know if, if everybody truly appreciates what this has been. I'll also say this. Sustaining's harder now. Yeah. One of the common themes that you see with these teams is stability, as you mentioned, at at the coaching position. And quarterback. And quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not the case here the last few years. Yeah. And when it it finally drops off is when you don't have stability either at one one Mm -hmm. of those two things. Yeah. I'm trying to think some of them, like – the Niners were extremely fortunate or smart. I mean, they traded a first round pick for Steve Young, and everyone thought they were crazy because yeah. he was a bust with the Bucks. So they had they their plan in in place worked out. Danny White wasn't bad after Staubach. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, he wasn't a Hall of Famer, but he was a well Capable. above average starter. Yeah. And I think he kind of just waited his turn. They knew he was good. I'm trying to think who the other ones were. I mean, Brady obviously dominated the big chunk. Then after Stabler. They're, those teams weren't as good right. in the early 80s. I mean, they won that. Marcus well, 80 Allen was when their, that was when it ended for yeah, them. Yeah, and then it was about, and then, when, and then when it got bad, it got. It got real bad. Real bad, real quick. I mean, talking about teams falling off. I mean, that, they've been bad for three decades now. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, appreciate this for what it is. And, 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 you know, you can't look at it and say, well, they wasted this or they wasted that or mm-hmm. they didn't do this or they didn't do that. Appreciate it for what it is, what I mean, they did do. There was a lot of playoff losses you mentioned there on those streaks. Oh, know, yeah. And a lot of championship game losses, you know. And there's some crossover. Again, you know, New England's doing this when the Steelers were doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Raiders were doing it when Dallas was doing it. They're not in the same conference. No, right, right. There was a little bit of crossover no there between the San Francisco and Dallas. A little bit. But when San Francisco got really good, 
Dallas kind of started to tail off before they picked it back up again under Jimmy Johnson. The Aikman years, yeah. 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 I and mean, they were the worst team in the league. They were the worst in Aikman the league. Aikman was the first pick in the draft. They were getting the, yeah, the first overall pick in the draft. Michael Irvin was like fifth. Mm-hmm. You know, they were god-awful. Yeah. One game, winning one game in a season, bad. Yeah. Aikman's rookie year was horrendous. I mean, after being the first pick in the draft. Yeah. So if, if that's they what you... They bottomed out. I, I understand when people say, well, you need to just bottom out and lose and get it, and get the quarterback. I get it. Sure. There are instances like Dallas where that works out great. But does anybody really want to do that? Do you do you really? Because the coach usually doesn't survive those things. And Landry didn't. And Landry did not. Right. You know that. So they you also know, were really benefited from the Herschel Walker trade. Right. I mean, does anyone oh, they, give you like five first round picks for your running back? <laughs> I mean, that ain't happening anymore. That's not going to happen. Right. I mean, but if you think about it, even like those Raiders teams, you know, once they started losing, you know, because they went from Madden to Tom Flores, and they, you know, they. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Tom Flores ends up getting fired before, you know. Yeah, yeah. I've heard this theory, too. That, He's in the Hall of Fame, by the way. Yeah, well, I know. And <laughs> so if you could bottom out for a year or two, trade Watt for a bunch of picks, and you start with a new coaching staff and new everything, hey, that would be fun. I'd love to be the GM of that team that has 9,000 draft picks and all this cap space and all this youth. And I get that theory. I'm not even saying it's the, a terrible theory. I mean, there's times where, like Dallas, if you pick the right quarterback and Emmett and Irvin and an unbelievable offensive line that you assembled, I mean, they weren't given to you. They didn't fall out of the sky. It can work. But here's, there's, or you could also be the Raiders. Here's why <laughs> with Jamarcus Russell and you know, yeah, it, that, it can go that way. Right. The other thing is you look at that Cowboys team from the early '90s. They couldn't keep it together because free agency had started. But that's when, yeah. And so if you go young like this. Your window is much smaller than people think. Right. Right. I got to pick up his fifth year option. Right. Everybody's, you know, oh, we got three first round draft picks this year. Great. Yeah. But then you got to pay them all at the end of their their rookie contract. It goes back to the stalwart swan Webby, Lambert conversation. It's like, well, we got to pick two of them. Yeah, because we maybe can't maybe you can only pick one. Yeah, you yeah, know, and then you trade one or whatever. Yeah, right. yeah so exactly. it, you know, it, it's it's much the longevity's harder. Longevity's not there yeah, anymore. It's much harder to do in today's NFL to do it that way. It is because they all have to hit now. Yeah, yeah, and it, yeah, and you better hit on every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah, you can fill in some blanks with free agency, but if you sign one or two bad deals, all of a sudden that liquid environment evaporates. Too, yeah, you now know? you're now you're paying guys to not be on your roster. Yeah, you well, the league's of, designed not that to have dynasties anymore. I mean, that's, that's the way that's, it that's is. That's the point, right? That's the way it is. Yeah. And so, you know, could the could the Kansas City Chiefs be the next team to run off? You know, but they're on a six, nice run. Yeah. Sixteen years of of winning here, maybe, probably not with Andy Reid still as the coach. No, I mean, now you say sixteen. I'm, I'm thinking maybe another five. It's you it's hard. I mean? Yeah, I mean to get to fifteen, sixteen, let alone high teens. Reed won't be there. Mahomes won't be there at that point. And even so, you're probably going to have a year. Like, what's amazing, too, is the year Brady missed, they still won double-digit games well, with the, Castle. Well, the year you know, that, right. that, you know, the Steelers didn't have Roethlisberger. Exactly, exactly. You know, you still found ways to win games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's remarkable. I, I bet the Chiefs don't go more than 10 years. I don't know how, what they're at now. What's their – I'll have to – I'll look it up here. Mm-hmm. Uh but I mean, what's remarkable about the, the Mahomes era? Because they had a winning, they were a playoff team when they traded up for Mahomes, right? So they're going to go longer than I might have thought of what their streak they're is. At that one, speed. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They're at eleven now. And this year will make it twelve or eleven. This year is eleven. 
Okay. Well, they could get to fifteen ish then. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't sound crazy to me. Okay. But, you know, what happens when but Kelsey only been here for What like happens six when of Kelsey them. retires? What happens when happen this year. Chris Jones leaves in free agency, mm-hmm. which could happen could this happen year. Could happen this year too, right. You know, now all of a sudden it's it's harder to hold this whole thing together. I bet they'll still be good because year. they have Mahomes, but yeah. they're not as good this year. I would say Mahomes. after this year will be their biggest test to keep the streak going. Yeah. You know, and then the year for that'll get harder. And the year for that'll get harder. You're right. And that's with Mahomes on I I, I know it doesn't sound like it, but a pretty team friendly deal. Oh, it is. Yeah. For being the best player in the league. For being a, a, a basically a, a $45 million a year mm-hmm. contract, it's it's pretty team-friendly. Which is actually pretty comparable to Prime Brady. Yeah. I mean, he happened to have a supermodel wife that, you know, and he was just unselfish about it. That's rare. I mean, good for him. Um, yeah, that's interesting. And they saw this coming. That's the only reason Tyreek Hill got traded was right. we have to trade out some asset now for – a wealth of draft picks, and that would end up being kind of smart. Or would you rather have Tyree Kill right now? Would they be the best team in the league with Tyree Kill right they'd now? They'd be the best. If they didn't have Kelsey and instead had Tyree Kill, yeah, I think they would be, I think they'd be the in best better shape. in the league. Yeah. You might not have Trent McDuffie or, you know, some of those draft picks. You well, you could have traded Kelsey, though, and gotten a, yeah, pretty, yeah, good, yeah, yeah, yeah. a pretty good haul at that yeah. time for Travis Kelsey. I guarantee the year that they won the Super Bowl without Tyreek, Deep down, they were caught in surprise. Like that—that that, that was going to be their quote rebuilding year. Yeah, win eight, nine, ten games maybe, and draft all these dudes and hope Karloftis and McDuffie turn into stars. And you happen to win the Super Bowl that year, which that's amazing. Yeah, because of the—I mean, the quarterback, superstar. Yeah. yeah, you get a superstar quarterback and a good head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just doesn't happen that way. I mean, they've not won the Super Bowl every year. No, right. You know, if they they've they've lost conference championship games. Well, that's why they they've lost up for Super Bowls. Yeah, I mean, they were a good team, a good team, and then they, as a playoff team, they trade up to go get Mahomes. Yeah, and then since then, I mean, a bad year for them is losing the conference championship. So yeah. they're, I mean, they're remarkable. But we'll see. He might play a road game this year in the playoffs. Yeah, it's never First happened. First time ever. Yeah, and so much of it, if you if you look at, for example, the Patriots, the Patriots never went to a Super Bowl in a year that they had to play a road playoff game. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure there's breaks all through history. I don't know that the Steelers' division in the 70s was great either. I don't know. It, I mean, it, it was. It was good, yeah. yeah. I mean, and certainly Steelers-Ravens during this year has been huge. And Bengals, the, you know, the Bengals have put the, some very good teams out there as well. Mm-hmm. The Oilers, people don't remember, in the 70s were phenomenal. Yeah. You know, and they were always the bridesmaid. But my point is, you have to have some luck, too, and... The Patriots having a weak division for that whole stretch certainly played into it. Yeah. Because it really was. The other three teams weren't particularly good, yeah. ever. Yeah, it was tough. Uh, it was yeah. tough. But, uh, well, we'll see if the Steelers can continue this streak another year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would it be... is harder now with 17, too. It, it, it most definitely is. Because you can't push. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, unless you somehow get a tie in there at some point. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Then, yeah that's... These streaks will be less and less going forward, I think Absolutely. is the point. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get to another break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Matt, we had a game last night. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was very entertaining. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this on my podcast today. Like, those two teams came in at 7-7. and If you pull up the box score, you'll be like, boy, Carr and Stafford had, like, exact same games. It's a games. shootout, yeah. Yeah, exact same games. They both did pretty well. You know, the quarterbacks were strong. 
Uh, Rams run the ran the ball better, but this was a pretty equal game. Yeah, finishes pretty, thirty to twenty two. Yeah, it must have right, been close. Right. Uh-uh. I didn't feel that way at all. <laughs> like I, I don't feel that way at all about either franchise. I don't feel that way at all about how that game went. I never thought the Rams weren't in control of the game. Like this kind of goes back to earlier in the season. You know, the Steelers when they were winning, like. There were games they controlled, even if they didn't put up 400 yards of or offense. have or, more yards than the other exactly, team. Yeah. Exactly. Like, Mike Lombardi talks about that a lot. Like, he's been talking about the Eagles a lot. Like, boy, the Eagles have a good record, but they don't control games like they used to. And box scores don't always show that. The Rams controlled that game. And I really feel like the two organizations are total opposite. Going back to kind of our conversation about the winning streak, like – no one expected anything from the Rams this year. I thought they might pick in the top three, and we we laughed at their defense. I never even heard of these dudes. And they got Stafford, they got Cup, they got Donald. Well, they trade those guys at the trade deadline. I mean, like that's the kind of things I thought before the season even started. But now they have all these fourth and fifth round picks that are busting their butts and getting better and growing as a team. And you do have the big star on one side and each side of the ball. And McVay's a dynamite head coach. Like, they're having fun. You watch that game, they're enjoying themselves. But what do they have, Matt? They've they, got a quarterback. They've got a quarterback. They have a quarterback. Exactly, yeah. they got a, a stalwart quarterback who's playing as well as he ever has. And then you look at the Saints, just their body language last night. They have a – I just feel like the Saints are spinning their wheels. They're, they're, their head coach, their quarterback, they're, there's there's no excitement. There's no answer. The, the team has been – doing this routine of going up against the cap to no end and they're older I mean they have a couple young pieces but not the quarterback and it's just spinning your wheels as an average you know and I just can't I just think the two organizations were stark contrast last night yeah and you know you you can't as a head coach or a quarterback, lose games like that. And I thought Dennis Allen did. It was, what, was 7 nothing, and they mm-hmm. try go for it on fourth and short yeah, in yeah. midfield. You lost the game for your team. Yeah. You lost – you gave up all the momentum. Yeah. You gave you gave that offense the ball at midfield. Yeah. And said, okay, go score again before the half here. Mm-hmm. And those type of things for sure. Like – Maybe he's looking at it like, boy, the Rams are a lot better than us. And yeah, I think we, the can't, Rams, we can't stop them. Yeah. Well, I'd rather try to stop them going 80 yards than I would going yeah. 30. But that doesn't mean you don't make smart coaching decisions. Yeah. You know, right. But give, I, I'm psyched about the Rams. I hope they get in the playoffs just as a viewer. Their only loss in the last month, month and a half, is overtime to the Ravens, which I thought was as equal a game as you can imagine. I mean, they lost on a punt return in overtime where there was six holding calls. They didn't, nobody called so the Rams are Rams are turning things around, and I would remind people that this is a Rams team that the Steelers. You want to talk about controlling the game against yeah. the Steelers? Controlled that game against absolutely, them. absolutely. Without you know, question. forced them to play the way that they wanted them to play mm-hmm. in L.A. In L.A., yeah, and Stafford was there. I mean, it was yeah, it was. Um, I think this Rams team's good. Now that looks, you look back, and that's a good win by the Steelers. Yeah, I mean, when you look at it, heading into that game against the Steelers. Back in week seven, the Rams' losses had come against San Francisco, Cincinnati, when Burrow was starting to mm-hmm. turn things around, and the Eagles. Yeah. When the Eagles were still playing well, uh, and none of those games were blowouts. No. They lost by seven to the San Francisco. They lost by three uh, to, the, to the Bengals, and they lost by uh, nine to the, the Eagles. Eagles. 
Steelers beat them by seven. Like, people, well, how could you say the Steelers were a good team? At that point, they were playing. They weren't outgaining the opponent opposing team. But they were controlling the but game. But they, contro- they were controlling games. They controlled the, that game. They controlled the game against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. You had beaten the Ravens. You had done some of these things. You had put that on tape. But things have spiraled on you a little bit here. Oh, yeah. You're not that team anymore. No. You need to get that back now, tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, you can get any back hope. to being that team. You can get back to taking care of the football. You, you got to play cleaner, first yeah. of all. I mean, rule number one is quit beating yourself. Not have a bunch of penalties. Yeah. Things of that nature. And I understand those things kind of happen when you have different guys out there. Of course. That of course. doesn't excuse your offensive line false starting and things of that nature. Yeah. Or, you can't do that. Yeah, 100%. Or, hey, Najee usually don't fumble, but that fumble was crucial. Yeah. Things like that nature. Or, you know, uh, Little things, you know, Boz misses one kick. You know, yeah. like, you don't have that room for air right now. Yeah, and, you just don't. And I understand it's a fine line, and the Steelers sure. were walking that fine line for a large portion of this season, but you got to get that back. you got to get on the other side of the line. Yeah, you got to get got to get it back. You, you just to. can't continue to play like you've played the last three weeks. Because you're right, this league does snowball. You know, like, when bad things well, your offense stinks, so your defense is on the field too much, and then another injury hits, and then you're thin here. You know, like, no matter what it is. Or, you know, last night, a little thing like the Saints. Maybe if you don't go for it there, the rest of the game goes a little different, or you're hanging around longer in the first half, or, you know, it doesn't get out of hand, and then you're asking Carr to do things he's not really equipped to do, and, boy, it snowballs. Yeah, you got to play to your team's strengths, and if, you know, if your if your team is built to play defense, run the football, not turn the ball over, mm-hmm. and be smart and not have a bunch of be highly penalized, that's what you got to be. You got to be. That's your bread and butter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can't get you can't get it. out of that because once you get out of that, now you've you've you're giving yourself no chance to mm-hmm. win. I mean, to me, the 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 next steps are less hitting the ball in the net, as we like to yeah. say. You know, less unforced errors. You can't live that way. And the running game has to be a strength again. Yeah. You know, the offensive running game. If they can do that, they'll have a chance in their final three games. If mm-hmm. they don't, they don't. Yeah, right, right, right. We've seen both. Pretty simple. We're going to take another break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. That will do it for hour number one. We'll be back with hour number two right after this. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. 